Hi, and welcome to the All Upstairs podcast. The All Upstairs was created to explore and discuss metaphysics, consciousness, mental health, and all other subjects around spirituality. Join me, Kate Weiner, spiritual mentor and intuitive coach, as I share my experiences living a spirit-led life. Hi guys, and welcome back to The Owl Upstairs. My name's Kate Weiner. Thank you so much for listening. Last episode, we dove into my dark night of the soul experience, and today we are going to talk about how I navigated through that and some of the beautiful lessons and things that spirit taught me how I kind of navigated the grief and the death of losing my brother and all of the amazing mystical, magical experiences that accompanied life after death, my experiences with the paranormal, some of the crazy things that I learned along the way, and how I developed some of my intuitive and mediumship abilities that I found that we all possess and we all have. Um, It's just a matter of like, tuning into them. So without further ado, let's dive in. So when Garrett first died, there was so much grief and there was so much trauma to unpack. So first I started just with therapy. I've been going to see my therapist for, gosh, probably three or four years now. She is this beautiful lady and I've learned so much from her. It started with me going for work related things and then it kind of evolved but thankfully I already had a relationship with my therapist whenever my brother passed away because sometimes therapy can be so intimidating and so overwhelming. There's this perceived misconception that crazy people go to therapy, that it's embarrassing, that it's shameful and that is a stigma that I would like to absolutely shatter and discuss as not true because it's one of the most empowering and most educational experiences that I could have ever done for myself, worth every bit of money that I put into self-help and self-care. And I was fortunate enough to be able to have insurance that helped assist with the cost of it. I know not everyone's that lucky, but fortunately for me, I was able to do that. And so if you are able to do that and you are looking for help, I would absolutely recommend therapy. If you have gone to therapy, and you've had poor experiences with your therapist, I really recommend looking into the credentials of a therapist because just because you have a piece of paper that says that you're licensed to do something does not mean that the person is heart-centered or in it for the right reasons. We are not textbook creatures. You can't one-size-fit-all everyone for care. So if you have tried therapy and you did not click with your last therapist, this is your sign to try again and to reach out and find someone that you do mesh with because it's really important. So in addition to therapy, I dove into a lot of the spiritual questions that I had because I wanted to know what happened after you died. I had a family member at the funeral, which absolutely is mind-blowing that they would say this to me. But as I was standing next to the casket, the family member came up to me and, you know, gave me hugs and was like, my, we sure all wish that he doesn't stay in purgatory forever and that his soul is not damned in hell. And it's just like, what in the fuck? You know, who says that? Especially to a grieving person. It really made me think about 
what happened to him? Where is he? Because I knew in my heart he was not in purgatory. There was no such thing as hell. He was a really good person. There's no way. So it kind of prompted me into this search for answers of where is Garrett now? Because all of the traditional teachings of religion didn't offer me a solution or an answer that I was satisfied with. I didn't believe in pain, tithing, whatever, for your sins. And I didn't really believe in a lot of the traditional mm, religion. It just didn't sit well with me. It didn't feel right. And I knew that there was some other answer out there that would fit and feel a lot better than what I was given. I think it's important to talk about my history with some of my intuitive gifts and my spiritual awakening back in 2012 because it gave me a foundation to be able to communicate with him when he died because had I not have had that foundation, I probably would not have been on the path that I was on. So before we talk about what happened after his death, let's talk about before he died, when I was, ha when I first experienced my spiritual awakening in 2012. So I already had a foundation, seven years worth of spiritual practicing and developing my intuition and my intuitive gifts. I had taken classes over developing my intuition and over the tarot, and I already knew I could communicate with spirits. So it wasn't new to me. I already had that foundation. And while I hadn't really done my tarot cards or dabbled in anything woo-woo metaphysical for several years, I still carried that knowledge with me. And so whenever he died, I already had a little bit of knowledge to work with and go off of on how to talk to him and how to communicate and what to look for in signs. I have always kept journals my whole life. I mean, even when I was a kid, and I still have them today. So when he passed away, I started writing in a journal again over some of my experiences with him. And I'm really grateful that I did because now I can look back and reflect on and see where I was in that time period of my life. So one of the entries I wrote whenever my brother first passed away and I came back to Oklahoma City and I spoke with him through a pendulum. And I just remember this so vividly because it was almost like he was with me in the room and I could feel his spirit with me, but I couldn't see him, but I knew he was there. And I wrote that I'm shocked at the clarity and the intensity of the communication with Garrett. He shared with me that my grandma Ark was with him and he's seen our dog Maggie, our cats Sugar and Midnight, both in heaven. He's happy and in peace and he's more than okay. Roses are a smell from grandma Ark. 
And the more that I journaled and worked with my guides and my higher self, the more healing I felt because not only was I connecting and helping myself work through grief, but I also felt like I was connecting with him in a way because I was working with spirits on the other side. So it kind of made me feel like in a way it brought me closer to him again. So fast forward through an entire year of exploration, deep diving into a variety of spiritual practices, lots and lots of tarot practice, um, different meditations and different ritual work. And I found myself starting to grieve again. It's like tarot was now this tool that was helping me with my daily life and not so much the grief because I was doing spreads over what my monthly energy looks like and what does my career look like and what am I supposed to do with my life now? And I kind of deflected all things grief and just tried to hone in on my career. And while I learned a lot, it also never went away. The grief always stayed with me. It just kind of went dormant. So when we had the holidays and we had his birthday, things kind of appeared again. And they were sad and I would look for him and he would still be around, but I still didn't get some of the answers answered that I wanted to know. Like, where do people go when they die? I knew he was in heaven. He told me he was in heaven, but is heaven even a real place? I, I mean, I didn't know. I mean, who, who does? So that's when I started to search for different books and I stumbled upon one that was called Many Lives, Many Masters by Dr. Brian Weiss. And that really was the start of a new journey for me. So Dr. Brian Weiss is a psychiatrist and he talks about his experiences doing past life regression and hypnotherapy with his patients. And what he found and discovered was that people can recall past lives and soul memories from other lifetimes. It was really at this point that I realized that we are eternal and that even though he was gone, I knew his soul was still a living being. And so it really gave me a lot of hope, but then also made me dive into even more questions like what were past lifetimes like for me? How many times have I lived life with him? How many times have I lived life with my, with my family? I learned about something called soul families. And it's where we choose in, when, when we are on the other side in another dimension, what we would like our reality to be like on earth and the lessons that we want to learn and the experiences that we want to have prior to being born. And when I learned this information and I realized that we pick our, our 
soul lessons, I chose to have this experience with my brother. And my brother chose to have this experience of committing suicide. And while I found that suicide's not always in someone's soul plan, it's an option and it's free will for individuals to commit on the options that are in their soul plan. So as painful as that was to realize I knew now that there was a greater picture that I needed to look at and that while I'm really sad that he's gone, it led me to this wealth of knowledge and this understanding that I would have never had before without him choosing to act upon the things that he did. And while I don't necessarily agree that it justifies his behavior and I still find myself in bouts of anger and rage because I truly felt like that was such a selfish act. But when I dove into more mental health and I explored the reasons why people choose to commit suicide, it just really brought things full circle for me because it's not necessarily selfish. It's just they are in so much pain and they're looking for a way out and that was his solution to escape the pain. So we've all been there. We've all had extreme lows. I talked about in my episode, last episode, that I wanted to escape pain from the grief, but not in the same way that he chose. So it's all about, at the end of the, of the day, trying to do what's best for you. But this bit of information and knowing that we've had lifetimes together and will continue to have lifetimes together brought me a lot of peace. Soon I wanted more answers. So I found myself looking into something called the Akashic Records. And they're kind of like a library of all of the universal wisdom or a record of everything that will happen that is happening or has happened because they're in a higher dimension and the rules of time do not apply to them. So information from 2000 years ago is accessible to, as well as things that have happened to you yesterday or that are a timeline of possibilities that could happen to you in the future. If you were to stay on the same destiny trajectory. So I wanted to explore these records and and find out and experience myself what were things that I have lived in past lifetimes because now I knew that this was an option. I wanted to experience it myself. So I ended up finding a past life regression Akashic record reader on Instagram and I followed his account for several months and I did my own research before I reached out to this individual because I still had a healthy sense of skepticism. I think it's very important when you're doing research into this type of field that you always approach things with skepticism because you have to come to the own your own conclusion that you're Whatever it is you're searching for resonates and feels like your truth and not someone else's truth. So after feeling this guy out, 
I liked his work, and so I booked a session with him to do a past life regression. And in this past life regression, since time is not a concept in the Akashic Records, I saw myself in another lifetime as a man named Paul. And in this lifetime, I watched my wife, Lydia, contract the Black Plague in Europe, and within three days, she died. And it was the most devastating, heart-wrenching pain that I had ever experienced because I loved Lydia on a completely another level, like on a level I did not know that was possible. So to be able to feel these emotions and to see such a vivid picture and know that it was me, the the goal behind the reading was to help me to see what is preventing me or what are some of my blocks in this lifetime that I have also experienced in other lifetimes. And grief was one of my blocks to prevent me from allowing myself more love, love with my, for myself, love with my family. And I shut myself off from my feelings and from my heart center from pain. And seeing this in another lifetime was just a really valuable lesson because one, I didn't know that we could even access this information. And then two, it was so real to me. And and if you were to experience it yourself, it's hard to deny that type of experience because it doesn't sound like it's a real thing. So it was just a very profound experience to have. Also knowing that time does not exist, I was experiencing the same lesson in grief as I was in that lifetime and as I was in this lifetime processing that of my brothers. So it was just a really eye-opening experience to have and it led me to continue exploring other, other spiritual truths and universal wisdom and knowledge and search for higher planes of consciousness and wisdom because I found out that what I thought was true was not and and there were glass ceilings that were completely shattered that I did not know existed so it just created more of a desire to find more knowledge and to experience more things like this. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it and learned something new. Please feel free if you have any questions, comments, or feedbacks to send me a direct message on Instagram at the owl upstairs or below in the comment section of this episode. There is a link to be able to send me a recorded question. I'd be happy to answer your questions on the podcast if you'd like to send me one. I hope you have a beautiful day. Take care, guys. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.